0: Welcome back. This is Leah, not not your mama's MLM. I'm kind of recording this one in pieces today because I've got some thoughts and I need to get them out of my head because if I don't, I'm probably going to lose them, just to be honest with you. So I was just thinking about the movie, The Descendants and how much my son and I love it. So my stepdaughter is 17 now and when she was little it was high school musical that was all the disney craze and now it is the descendants and we have the whole trilogy of the descendants so if you haven't seen the descendants you obviously don't have little disney kids in your life but let me just fill you in a little bit about it um and i i promise guys this will relate back to mlm so just stick with me it's really all about your mindset here so In descendants the descendants are about the next generation of evil in the Disney world so it's about the kids who are you know uh, the the kids of the best evil people I guess the best villains from all of the movies so you have Maleficent's daughter whose name is Mal you have um, Carlos who is the 101 Dalmatians Queen's uh, son. You have Jafar's son, and you have uh, the Queen. The Queen from Snow White. You have her daughter, Evie, and it's really interesting watching these kids. You know, and they're stuck on the aisle. So essentially, the premise of the entire movie is that the kids have all been banished. Actually, the adults have all been banished to the what's called the aisle, which is on the other side of the world. And it's just full of evil and snarky people and people who steal from each other. And, uh, you know, this is how they're raised. This is the environment that they're in. And, and it's all they know. They don't know any different other than to be cruel and. Uh, be evil, to be the villain in the story. And all the other people, Belle and Cinderella and uh, all of their children live on the other side of this divide, this water um, and they live on what would be considered kind of like the mainland which is beautiful and no one can get there because there's this giant abyss of water plus there's this blockage all the way around the island so no one can get off the island. So you're stuck on the island, living in this world, and uh, the son of the beast decides that he wants to reach out a hand to those who really want to change their ways in life and and wants to reach out to the kids on the aisle because it 's not fair to them they don 't know any different, so let 's show them what 's different about wor- the world, and so they pick these four particular kids that I talked about in the beginning and they bring them over to the other side. And now they're able to go to this amazing um, school with all and it's, you know, bright colors and it's beautiful and peppy and all the good people live on this side of the world. And it's just a complete shocker. It's a complete different world a different lifestyle I mean there are things there for them to be afraid of Carlos has been told to be afraid of dogs his entire life and so when he gets to the the new side there's a dog and he freaks out he starts running away from it come in, later on in the in the first movie he actually becomes best friends with this dog this dog becomes uh, very much a part of his life but through the first movie specifically you watch all of these characters, you know, they're still, they're hiding their new, their true nature, their evilness in this environment. And they're going through all these things and they're trying to learn how to do and how to be good people. But d- deep down, they're still working with their parents. They're working side by side and they're still doing things that are essentially undermining. They're, they're trying to steal uh, the the fairy godmother's wand, so that they could open up the portal and let their their parents out into the evil and do their evil thing in the world. And they're still nagged by their parents, and they're still, you know, edged on and, and in the back of their mind, they're constantly worried about the judgment that they're going to get from other people and in the long run in that particular movie they tend they actually choose sides they choose to actually side with this new world and they actually deny they don't deny in the sense of words but they deny their their parents and they they you know push off that evil side of themselves so in the next set of movies they're really trying to acclimate themselves in this new world and they're trying to completely change who they are to become a part of this new world so Mel who is Maleficent's daughter you watch her completely change so it you know even physically on the outside she starts wearing different clothes she's wearing different makeup her hair is different and it just it eats at her every once in a while she'll have these moments that will just spur within her and you can see physically in the movie you can see the evil just rising in her eyes but she's doing her best to fit into this world and to do everything that she possibly can do so that she can fit in and, and, and make it work because she really wants to make it work. She doesn't want to. And then there's a breaking point when she and the beast are together and she just can't handle doing it anymore. And she says, I, w- I just want to go back and you watch her go back. She actually escapes from the good side. And I cannot, for some reason I cannot remember the name of that, that part of the world But she escapes on on a moped and makes her own bridge with her own spell that she has from her mother's book and goes back to the aisle. Meanwhile, the rest of the kids are like, What is going on? Why are you why are you going back? And they they actually go to try to rescue her and she just refuses. But when she goes back to the aisle, she tries to resume her old identity. And she tries to go back to the way that she was and having that characteristic and having the the hard level of life that she had. And you see, even then she struggles a little bit. She doesn't quite take on the same persona that she had the first time she was on the aisle. That when her friend or her boyfriend at the time, Ben gets captured by Ursula's daughter, uh, he, she actually comes to the rescue and said, you know, cause if she had taken on that persona that she used to have, she wouldn't have cared, but she's already found that she cares too much about this new world that she now has to be a part of it. She has to rescue the King Ben, um, the, the beast's son, because he's been captured by someone on the aisle and that's Ursula's daughter. And so she goes to battle with them, and they escape and they take them back. And they're supposed to be having a dance, and everyone goes to the dance. And Ursula, you know, actually, is, Ursula's daughter escapes from the aisle, and it becomes a big battle where Mel then has to embrace her evil side in front of all the good people. And she had to actually make a choice to. to that persona when it was something that she was trying to hide underneath the shadows for so long while she was there and in taking on her negative persona in in a way and her evilness she's actually able to embrace and save the world essentially in, in a way she saves the day by you know getting rid of Ursula's daughter And they are able to move in. And then the next movie comes in. And you actually watch um, them as they're continually evolving in the next movie. Where they finally have started to find a balance between their good and their evil natures. And how that makes such a difference. And you actually then watch Sleeping Beauty's daughter take on an evil persona. But it's the, the biggest one out of that one is that Ursula, who of course has always been on the bad side... Ursula's daughter has always been on the, the aisle actually joins forces with this team so after seeing them change and after seeing them go through and what they've done and then finding the balance that these kids these four kids Evie's Evie Ursula's uh, sorry Evie Mal Carlos and I cannot remember Jafar's son's name but after she watches them take on this new persona and finding the balance she actually joins forces with them to fight against someone who is good and who's basically turned evil and ultimately, they all come to a happy ending because, of course, it is a Disney movie and it wouldn't be Disney unless everyone had a happy ending. So now you guys are like, okay, you've gone for nine minutes. You've talked about this trilogy of movies. What does this have to do with Alma Malam? Well, this is what I have. And, you know, I wanted to think about this because I'm like, there's a connection here and I knew exactly what it was. And as I've been telling you guys, those connections have become even stronger for me. So, you know, we all live on the aisle. When we are growing up, we all of us go to school for 12 to 14 to 16 years, and you know some of us even 20 plus years, because it's nothing that we didn't know any different. This is how life has always been. We are the descendants of our parents. We are the descendants of everything that the corporate world has told us is the norm. And so we just go about that. So when someone from the other side of entrepreneurship reaches out a hand in an MLM space and offers you the opportunity to try something new. All of a sudden, all of these new sweets that we've never had before, all of these new candies that we've never had before are enticing and exciting. And we just want to stuff our face like the kids did as they were crossing the aisle in the limousine. They were just so excited for all these new experiences and these new pleasures that they didn't know what to do with themselves. And then there's some things in this new world that are so scary. All we want to do is a run away from that, whether it be talking to new people or starting Facebook messages or you know, reaching out to cold messaging or doing Facebook lives or Instagram lives or, or actually getting up in front of people and speaking. These are all things that are very scary to us and we run away from them. But in the long run, we, we start to learn how to adapt to them and find out they're not evil. They're not bad things. We were told that they're scary. We we're told that it's scary to get up in front of people. We're told that it's scary to cold message people. We, we've been told it's scary because we weren't told how to do it. We've been frightened away from being an entrepreneur. We've been frightened away from uh, this new world because it's it's new. It's different. And God, let's be honest, change is scary. Anytime you have to change something, it's scary. If you don't know where you are, comfort zones are comfort zones. Like, And I say comfort zone in this fact that things that are familiar to us are comfortable to us because we don't have to... Be active in it but when you are out of your normal environment you have to be active you have to be engaged in it and so not having to be engaged 24 7 is obviously more comfortable than being engaged all this time but then every once in a while we have people who return to the aisle. You know, they return because they want to go back to the way it was. They just want to get a paycheck. They just want to have that comfort of knowing that if I work 40 hours a week for 40 hours of my 40 years of my life, I'm gonna get a paycheck and I'm gonna get a pension. But when they get back there, they realize how much things have changed even with them leaving, and that they aren't the same person. They've now evolved into somebody new, something different. And to go back to that, it's just not its not really plausible. It's not possible because your eyes have been opened to a new and a better path. Even if it wasn't one that you were successful at, you know deep down in your heart that there is an opportunity for you to be successful because you've seen it and you just crave it. And so somehow you end up back in it, or maybe you change companies to get more excited so you can re-engage yourself into the MLM space and you can re-engage yourself into a business so that you again go back to what I, I don't, I don't want to make her out to be the evil person, but you go back to the niceties of the MLM space. You actually end up with Aurora's daughter, And you end up turning evil in a sense. So you become the nagging person on Facebook. You become the the social media walking billboard that everybody runs away from. When you were trying to get to that full level of nice, you actually become evil. Because now nobody wants to be around you. But then your crew comes back when you actually find the right crew like Ursula's daughter did, and you find the, the right crew, and you f- find out, wait, I can balance this good stuff with the quote unquote new stuff. The, I can actually balance this whole new world and actually add in and create my own thing. And that's where the world of funnels and automation and auto recruiting. And uh, auto sales come in where you master that. When you find the balance between having to be proactive in the business and creating systems for yourself so that you can actually have these things at your fingertips and you don't have to do everything all the time and you can stop being the spammy person and you can start educating and really providing value in the market versus just being that salesy bills, billboard or that spammy marketer or that uh, that person, that guy, that girl that nobody wants to be around because all you ever do is talk about your business. You don't have to be that level of Aurora. And so it's, it's super exciting. So I can totally see how this all plays out. And the question is, where are you in your journey, in your trilogy, are you still on the aisle? Are you still waiting for someone to hand out an opportunity that's new and exciting to you that might be a little scary, but when you get to the other side, you can change your persona, you can become someone new, you can evolve and become a a better version of yourself, and then ultimately be able to take on even more to balance out the good and the evil within the industry because there is evil. I will say the evil in the industry is definitely being known as that guy or that girl or having to bug your friends and family or having to cold message without a plan or having to spend all your time on recruiting when you were promised this new lifestyle of freedom where you're spending a nine to five, you basically are just doing a nine to five job in a business environment, you know? It's, it's not the same thing that you were promised. But you can find that crew of people who have found that balance, and, you know, they're called MLM Misfits. They're called MLM Mavericks. They're called MLM Unicorns. They're called MLM Rebels. There's a whole crew, a whole gang of them that have actually come over from the aisle who have been a part of the MLM industry, who have embraced all of the things that the MLM industry offers, but also realize that there's a lot of negative, there's a lot of spamming, there's a lot of of crap that's out there in the way that they're doing things. And they've decided that they have to form a new substance within the industry themselves. And that's where we're at, guys. So I would highly encourage you, if you are listening to this podcast, you obviously are one of those people who are looking for a better way, because you obviously are already an MLM. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't, or maybe you're just looking for an MLM to become a part of, but you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to fall into the the trap of the aisle or not of the aisle, but the other side where they're doing things in a way that's new and exciting, but it's also not you. And it's also not going to work. It works, but it doesn't work with speed. And everybody loves speed. Success loves speed. And those that are action takers, those are the ones that are going to be successful in life. So if you're looking for that crew, guys, reach out to me. I'd be happy to chat with you, tell you how we're doing things. You can follow along on this podcast as I explain to you and document the journey of the things that we've been doing in our uh, particular business and our MLM to really evolve the industry in itself and we are movers and shakers and we are changing things from the the ground floor up because while we love Oradon that's what it's called Oradon while we love Oradon we love the MLM space we don't like everything in Oradon we know that in order for us to fit into Oradon we have to start doing things a little bit differently so guys reach out to me i'd love to hear what you thought about this um or if you've been finding value in any of the uh the recent podcasts, guys, or you know, if I need to take it up to the next level and need to start doing some things a little bit differently for you too, jump on iTunes, leave me a review. I read them all, I respond to them all. I love talking and listening to you guys. And if you have a question that you'd like to get answered, you can actually go right onto um onto my website at leamore.com/ forward slash You know what, I'm going to drop this because I'm going to do this part later.